Welcome to the Talk That Shit Podcast, where culture intersects sports, politics, entertainment, and lifestyle. Uh, what up, though? What up, though? It's a long time coming. Yes, Talk That Shit Podcast. That's right. It's your boy, Freeze, in here with my girl, Dandridge, and my homie, my cousin, G-Kai. What's we up, people? Here today. Long time coming. Thank God we're here today. Yep, yep. Been trying to get this off the ground for a minute, but we finally flying like the birds. See, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of I couldn't I couldn't think of two other people that I would like to do a podcast with. I mean, it's well, actually, that's a lie. I can't think of two other people, but I still love y'all. So <laughs> anyway, see how they throw us on the bus already, Daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a long ride for sure. But I do. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Could have been anywhere else in the world. Y'all here with me. So I'm glad <laughs> to see your faces. Yes, Hear indeed. your voices. <laughs> and the funny thing is, we almost named this podcast The, the Criminal, The Attorney, and The Athlete. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you all figure out who is who as we move through this and y'all grow with us. Yeah, yeah. Over the course of time, we might we put a survey out there one of these days. Who you think <laughs> is who? <laughs> oh man. So let's get right into it. It's our very first episode. Uh, man, just so happy we got all this. We have all the social medias now. We had Twitter under Talk That Shit with the three H's and the IT. So uh, Twitter, same thing on Instagram. We got a Facebook page. So like us, you'll see what's coming up. And, uh, and you know, if y'all got some idea suggestions, hey, we, we open. You know what I'm saying? It's new. Definitely, definitely. A whole bunch of that. We got a lot to talk about. I mean, uh, uh, we 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 had we had kind of bounced some ideas around, and uh, as as a group about what we want to talk about. But of course, in light of recent events and very recent, the recent guilty verdict in the George Floyd case, you know, I'm, that's getting a lot of attention right now. But we figured that that'd be a good good thing to start off talking about as well. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I go ahead. We can talk about Darren. Go ahead. No, I think it's important to talk about some of the major takeaways um, from the case and how, as, as you figure out who the criminal and the attorney and the athlete is in this group, I think it's really important to know that there are three proud Black people in these spaces and the impact of this case is for sure hitting home. And so, what, what are we feeling and it's really important to talk about that um just on a vulnerable level and how, how are we feeling about this as we continue to be over policed and um brutalized and killed um senselessly throughout this country yeah it's gonna take a uh but to be honest with you i can't believe he was guilty on all three accounts not that i said he wasn't guilty i just think didn't think that we would get to this point. Like, it's messed up as a black person in America with the videotape evidence and everything else was going on with this with this trial. 
that we still had an idea. We still felt like, man, they're going to put some bullshit in this game. He ain't going to be guilty on all three counts. He, you know, we, we saw the crime committed and we still had doubts that we were ever going to get any semblance of justice. Yeah, because that's because we're accustomed to not getting any justice. So, yeah, you know, I, I can honestly say, yeah, <laughs> I can honestly say just like you, I, I I was actually at the gym. I can tell you exactly where I was. And I stopped in mid-workout so I could watch and see what the verdict. But the whole time I had a, a sense of uneasiness and nervousness because I didn't expect that he was going to come back guilty on all three counts. I just, I just didn't. I, I, I knew what we saw and I knew everybody else saw it. And I realized that the whole world and country was outraged by it, but there've been other instances in the justice system for African-Americans where it was quite visible, Rodney King and nothing, and nothing happened. So for us as African-Americans, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For us as African Americans, yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, a bunch of them. Vi- vi- visibility yeah. on a crime does not necessarily mean culpability in a guilty verdict will then follow. Amen. Absolutely. I mean, I think historically we we haven't had access to the justice systems as a people, right? And when you think about extensions from slavery and just Jim Crow and lynching and all these different things, mob justice, we haven't had positive interactions with the justice system where we thought we could go and seek retribution for a crime being done to us. So having this um, very bipolar experience with the justice system, needing them, but also not trusting them at the same time is normal. It's very normal in a black community. And I remember exactly where I was and I started getting text messages saying verdicts coming at 4.30, verdicts coming at 4.30. And I instantly got bubble guts because I was like, what's getting ready to happen? Like my stomach just, I mean, everything, my heart went into my stomach because you know what the propensity is. When we saw this with, um, although there wasn't video, it was very clear we saw this with Trayvon Martin and these other cases and instances where black men and women are killed and you see juries come back and give individuals the benefit of the doubt. One of the things that I thought was really important because I had an opportunity to watch the trial and this was sort of lost on me. I knew as a nation we were mourning and and we all saw how George Floyd sort of ignited this social justice um, like phenomenon that happened throughout the country. But as I watched the trial when the prosecution put his case on, one a thing that I never thought about and it was very clear to me was the devastating impact that this had on all the witnesses that were out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. None of them were able to testify with a dry eye. Mm-hmm. Not, not one of them. And so you think about what we saw and how we feel, but then think about the individuals that were there, right? There was a nine-year-old baby that was there with their 16 or 17 year old cousin who watched a man die. Um, and and not, is, just watch, not just watch the man die, watch the man die at the hands of the police who are supposed to serve and protect. Okay. I think that's another important absolutely. part. Yes. Absolutely, and I agree. And I, and I think about that So from this nine year old all the way to the gentleman you know, who was very proud of his neighborhood and he's in his 60s was very much could not contain himself 
And there's so much trauma that happens in our community. I just didn't think about the trauma associated with how these individuals will be impacted and what happened to them afterwards, right? We don't think about them. We think about George Floyd, we think about yeah. their, his family. We didn't think about all yes. these people that were there pleading and trying to help. You think about Genevieve, uh, the firewoman, that, the off-duty firewoman that was there um, who has had all these issues going forward. And so that was just a real major takeaway for me in thinking about the trauma associated with this real heinous act. Agree. And then not only that, we got to thank the 17-year-older who videotaped this, or videotaped, used her cam, who's her phone to record this. Because had she not recorded this, he'd be free. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be a case. Matter of fact, it wouldn't even be a case. We wouldn't even, we would be another thing that we heard about. And the fact that her bravery, you know, shouts out to you. I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Darnella Frazier is her name. Yes, yes, thank you. Shouts out to Donella Fraser. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you and thank you for doing that. And I know that scars you, period. To see someone die in front of your face at 17 years old, that's, you know, you know, like I said, that's a that's trauma that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. You know, well, I, to, to, to that point too, uh, Dandridge and Freeze, when we talk about the trauma that it caused for the witnesses or those people who, who actually saw it. I want you guys to kind of think about this. That, ha that has actually been a police tactic and, oh, yeah. and a mob justice tactic for a long time, which is we will openly do bodily harm to someone and that will, that will traumatize you and therefore deter you from trying to, to raise up or yep. do anything else. Yep. So it, it's, it, it, it goes deeper in the sense that the police, I, I would love to say they don't realize what they're doing, but, they but do. in most instances they do. Yeah. And, yeah. and there, in, therein lies the issue mm -hmm. amongst other issues, but definitely that's a major one. Right. It's just modern day buck breaking. You know what they did to slaves back in the day. Modern day buck breaking. We're going to make an example out of this so y'all understand not to do other stuff. So we're going to keep mm -hmm. you in your place mentally. You know, it's, it's, it's messed up. Yeah, and, but, and I think it's important to talk about like when, when you talk about like praising a young lady that stood out there and take this video and saw this. If you recall the original police report that came out about George Floyd, said he died from a medical incident. Right. At no point yes. in time was there ever yes. any mention that his airway was obstructed True. because there was a knee on his neck for, for nine. nine plus minutes. Nine minutes and 53 seconds. Right. And so you think about that when you think about um, how we make decisions about what we hear and what we think and what we feel, because that was all the information we had mm -hmm. until these videos came out with the minute with, with you know what Minneapolis Police Department communicated to us. And we can have another whole 17 podcast on how police are can be sometimes inherently dishonest. Right. And when we saw that, we saw that in this case. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why. So to that point, like you said, while where police can be inherently dishonest, that is why the trust for them in the African-American community is so low. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and 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 and, and, and that's probably years. Yeah, and that's probably and I'll be honest with you, that's probably not strictly limited to the African American community in terms of trusting the police. Oh, yeah. So, it, it and that's that's one of the the divides or bridges that they're going to have to or gaps I should say that they're going to have to they're going to have to bridge if we ever want to get to a place where we are more trusting of the police or the authorities because right now we're not and the the criminal the athlete the attorney we have all had similar run-ins with the with the police that I'm sure we could we could detail and talk about here but we won't get into that today because yeah. As Dan just said, that's probably a that's a whole nother 17 episodes. But <laughs> so Yeah, and, and I think here's what's important though, um, because I do think that there is lack of trust in the African American community with the police. But I think this is one of this George Floyd case and in, in the Chauvin trial was one of these rare instances where you saw that blue line pierce. Yeah. Um, where you saw, and I think that was the turning point for the case where you saw um decorated police officers saying this is not okay and this was never okay and this is not what we learned this is not what they taught us and oftentimes you don't see that right you off you hear the police you know this whole motto if you see something say something but that goes completely out the window when we're talking about holding one of their own accountable mm -hmm. but in this case that didn't happen you had from the police chief on down coming out saying this was not okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that became a credible force um, to be reckoned with when that jury got in that room trying to decide who was on the right side of this. It was just very important. I think it was, that was, in my opinion, one of the turning points of this case, hearing from decorated police officers saying, this ain't what we about, fam. And mm -hmm. I thought that was critically important. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you, uh, what, and, and you know what, I, <laughs> Another thing to point out too in that in that regard is you never want to have a global pandemic to shed light on things. However, mm -hmm. in this particular instance, due to COVID, everyone was at home yeah. when this happened for the most part. Mm -hmm. All of us, all of us were at home. We didn't have much to do but watch TV and keep up with the news and see what was going on. And, you know, wonder what was happening. And this happens. So you can't turn a blind eye to it because you got to go to work in the morning or because you're busy or you got to make sure the kids right. get to school. You, yeah. you, could, you couldn't. It was right there. It was right there in front of you and you had to watch it. So mm -hmm. it made African-Americans uncomfortable. It made all minorities oh, uncomfortable. No. It, made, it, made, it, made, it made Caucasian individuals uncomfortable like like Dandre said it made police officers uncomfortable because I know some folks in law enforcement too who just said that's that's yeah. absolutely uncalled for and not what we get taught mm -hmm. but I do think that that played a critical role in this because I'm not so sure even with that video if everyone had not been able to take to the streets and protest and not have to worry about going to work and some other stuff, if this still would have gotten the attention that it deserved and whether or not it would have ended up this way. And that's bad. It's bad that I feel that way. My, my point is, I feel like the world had to be stopped first. Right. 
for the, for yeah. people to actually recognize and see that these atrocities have occurred and they continue to occur and how heinous that they've been. Right in twenty twenty one, ain't nothing yeah. changed but the year. Yeah, but yeah, but think about it though. Out of seemingly nowhere, despite years of oppression, Black Lives Matter. Right, it be it sprung this whole conversation that was happening across the na- across the world. Right, it wasn't just limited to the United States. Right, and it was this post George Floyd where Black lives began to matter, and you saw for the most part because I I went to a couple of the protests. There, these were white people that were not from the inner city that were encroaching upon cities to try to say, "Hey, Black lives matter." And so the impact of this one death, I think, very much sparked conversation, similar to how Trayvon Brown's uh, death sparked conversation. Yeah, Trayvon, Martin. Similar, Trayvon, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin, yeah. yes. Very similar to him <laughs> and very similar to what happened with Rodney King, yeah. right? I think these were all, and that doesn't mean that other people's deaths weren't important, but I think there were pivotal times about these deaths that sparked, I mean, obviously they burned L.A. down after the Rodney King, right? It turned into the whole L.A. riot. And so you have these very pivotal pinnacle moments in our society. And what was very interesting to me was that white people had all of a sudden realized that black folks were being oppressed. And it was the most fascinating thing for me to watch. I still can't fully understand it. Um, But I don't know. It's just an opinion that I'm trying to work through on my own. But but, but I think, you know what's bad? Sorry, not to cut you off. What's bad is, Back in the day, back when we were younger, rather, it was about police whipping on you, whipping on your head, beating you up. Now it's about police killing you. You know what I'm saying? Rodney King got beat on a on on a camera, and everyone saw it. People were like, man, that happened all the time. But then they took it a step further, like, okay, beating them ain't enough, and just started killing us. You know what I'm saying? No one even checked out the evolution of that. It used to beat us real bad to tell other people, yeah, let's not mess with the cops. Now they like, they killing us. You know what I'm saying? It's funny how, and it's 2021 and we still having the same conversations that were back in the 60s and 70s. It's, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to your point though, Dandridge too, you know how you said it was, it was like kind of fascinating to you that it seemed as if white people just now kind of realized that we were being oppressed. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's because, once again, most people don't witness that. They don't witness that in everyday in their, in their everyday lives. So yeah. that was the first. That was the first time that a lot of them, even regardless of the stories they hear, regardless of what's being told to them by their black or African American friends, if they have them. <laughs> well, guess what? Guess yeah. what? Well, yeah, that's true, but I'm going to say this so I get this out the way. The first way to determine whether or not somebody is racist is if they say, my best friend is black. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be racist, but God dog it, I'm going to be yeah. skeptical you as hell of your ass after that. <laughs> after that, after that, after that, I'm going to be skeptical as hell. I'm looking at you with a side eye. The first thing out your mouth is, I can't be racist. My best friend is black. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> or this: I can't be racist. I dated a black girl in college. 
That's the, that's that's true too. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't be, but but I say all that to say, uh, I'm, I'm making a little light there, folks. You'll find that out about me, but uh, but I say that to say once again, like for instance, I can give you an example. My roommate in college had had an experience. I had one one of my roommates in college was white. He had no idea what. I faced as an African-American male until he hung out with me. And then he realized like, man, wait a minute, you go through a lot. And there's a drastic difference in the way I handle something yeah. or the way I, the way I be handled as the way you be handled. I, I'll give you guys another example. Mm-hmm. College, we get pulled over. He gets out of the car because he's upset that he got <laughs> He gets out, so I really don't need to go no further. Do that shit. Right. He gets no, I think out. I think the story. I think you done right there. I think I you really that. That's I really that, that's it, and that is all. I really I don't think, need to keep going. Yeah, I, but, right. but, but, but but I will. <laughs> he gets he gets out of the car and walks to the police officer's vehicle before the officer gets out. To admonish his ass for pulling him the fuck over. <laughs> I wish a n- would. Yeah, right. No, you say I wish a nigga would. What? Get out the car I, and walk towards the cops unarmed? Yeah. And he didn't understand at the time. I was like, hey man, hey, hey, hey. Like, mind you, I'm on the other side. I'm like, hey, hey, dog, hey, 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 what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? Man, don't get out the car. Man, don't get out the car. What's wrong with you? Oh no. Oh, damn. Oh, he about to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> what? He didn't get shot. Nothing happened. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, I don't even think he ended up getting a ticket. Shit, now that I think about it. Wow. <laughs> But I think when you think about this, I think these are the disparities that make individuals so untrusting and very upset when you think about policing, right? George Floyd was pulled out of of his car because of a suspected $20 counterfeit bill, Mm -hmm. right? And we went through all of this because, Mm -hmm. and, and, and tussling with him and fighting with him and him talking, you know, he explaining that he has claustrophobia and all these other things because he had a potentially $20 counterfeit bill. And so it's very much this black tax in a way that yes. even the, the, the very minuscule of things result in us being hard, like treated like hardened criminals. And I mean, you see this, it goes way back. I mean, this is very much how they reintroduced this indenture servitude, right? This is the most simplest shit got us locked into chains, you know, doing chain labor and all this other stuff when slavery was, you know, abolished. But we're still talking about someone who the crime at, at best was a $20 counterfeit bill. Mm-hmm. That That's where we're talking about. That's how we got here. That's why you saw multiple police on the scene because someone may have passed a twenty dollar counterfeit bill. Yes. And I think we have to talk about that in context, right? Yes. It was seven, eight officers out there for about twenty dollars, and it's like so. We're literally, what we talking? We talking about practice, right? We ain't talking about the game. <laughs> we talking about practice, yes. right? Yes, twenty dollars. Yes. 
We talking mm. about practice. Mm. But that shows not you not the game. We talking about practice, but that practice. shows you the potential yes. of, of how over policing a community can easily result in death. Yes. Very easily. Yes. And you know what I hate to say this though, and I and I I really hate to say this, but I'm gonna say it because I'm feeling good and it's our show. We're gonna do quick calling the cops for medial bullshit, okay. It'd be the medial bullshit to get us killed over some dumb shit. Quit calling them. If you if you know your 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 cousin, your your uncle, your whatever it is, if Uncle Man Man is crazy and shit, and that nigga ain't on his meds, don't call the cops. Cause they gonna shoot his ass. And they gonna be like, why you shoot Uncle Man Man? You knew he was off his meds, but you called the fucking cops. No, don't call him for medial bullshit. Now if Uncle Man Man got a gun or some shit. Then you better call the cops. Then call the fucking cops. But Uncle Man Man outside up there putting a box on his head talking about he hear UFOs. Don't fucking call the cops on his ass. And and I would I would venture to think that people call the cops out of desperation. I think black folks call the cops out of desperation. I don't think there are too many black folks that's like, I'm about to call the cops, right? Because we know that the odds that yeah. You know, we we call a cop, we might end up dead. And yep. I know this subject is not about uh, Micaiah Bryan, who was shot dead by the police in Columbus as we were getting the George Floyd verdict. Right. But she called the police, right? See? She needed service and she ended up dead. So I, I think that when people do do that, but I think this really goes back to what are we training our law enforcement to do? What are yes. we asking our law yeah. enforcement to be? Which is what you saw last summer when Black Lives began to matter. These whole this whole conversation about defunding the police and, and the steam associated with rethinking and reimagining policing and what that looks like for us. Um, for Black folks, we ain't gonna find too much uh, fidelity. Anything they do is just, as long as they still keep killing. Yep. Right. So right. you can restructure them. You can take the money away. You can give them money. You can do all these things so long as they keep keep killing us. It don't fucking matter. Yep. So, question. Do you think we need police, though? So, I think we need police for certain things, right? I think that, and I've I've said this for years, I think we use police for menial tasks that have the capacity to turn deadly, right? So, when you look at all of these men and women that have ended up dead at the hands of police, most of those gateway entries are through routine traffic stops. Mm-hmm. Right. So the tail lights out, your registration's expired. You have a air freshener hanging in your window. Right. You didn't turn your blinker on. You're selling um, fake these, CDs at the at the gas station. Yeah, these types <laughs> of these types of menial violations, right? We're not talking about we 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 think you El Chapo, right? right? That that's right. not the issue here, right? Mm-hmm. So these types of minute you can app, you can use surveillance video to catch speeders you can but shit we can travel internationally with our phones and facial recognition you mean to tell me we can't figure out how to send them up a ticket like <laughs> with a camera like it just doesn't make sense to me no they so, do it they still send them they know right. how i mean yeah, they talk but, in chicago i got a ticket i'm i turned on a red light made a right turn on a red light they sent me the ticket in the mail so they got ways so perfect. So you didn't even have to have any interaction nope. with law enforcement. You violated the law. 
the city of Chicago is still going to get its um, fees and fines from you. So it's not going to impact this budget. We all move on. You get to live another day. Right. I think police is, they're not used correctly. So if we rethink those types of low barrier to entry when things are not necessary, and it doesn't mean that we have to go all surveillance. So I was saying there's a lot of capital improvement with that, and cities may not have that money, although I have an idea of how you fund that too. But you, you can get unarmed people to pull individuals over, right? You see a lot of banks that have moved away from having armed guards. They don't want people yeah. coming in there, you know, with goddamn AK-47s prepared for a gunfight. Right. But it's, but but not but not to that point though, Dandridge. Think about think about what just transpired. I know we're moving into somewhat of a different space, but think about what just transpired in, in Indianapolis. Those individuals were not allowed to have their cell phones on the floor, nor was anyone armed at, at all. And in a situation like, and like I said, that's move, we're kind of moving into a different conversation. I'm going to bring it back to, to what we were talking about. But the only reason I brought that up is I feel some kind of way about people also being sitting ducks with no security. If you got security guards out there and all they have is a baton and a guy walks up with an AK, well, they're defenseless. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody, they can't, they can't stop 12 people for, or in this case, eight people from being killed. You don't want anybody to be killed, but if there's a possibility where you could shut that down before it gets bad. So I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree that you don't always need to have armed personnel everywhere. However, if people can walk around freely with guns and and do that sometimes you you may need somebody armed as a deterrent in some situations not all that's fair i mean i i i can go with your flow there i i don't disagree i think it's just do we need armed police officers pulling people over for failing the city yeah no i agree that, is, I agree. Yeah, that answer i think is no right mm. and so mm. if we're not using them for that can we redeploy them to maybe solve a murder, right? To yeah. maybe figure out who raped somebody uh, or be able to respond in a different way. And then we can take that money and buy mental health services so that your cousin that's out there with a box on his head. Right. Man, 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 man. Yeah, man, 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 man right? Yeah, man, man, man. Let's get that straight. <laughs> right, man, man. No, dis no disrespect to you, man, man. No disrespect right. to you, my dog. So when we call right. the police- Any man, man, I know. <laughs> yeah, instead of us dispatching two, three armed police officers, we're dispatching social workers and ah. psychologists to help support that, that are, you know, civilians of the police department. It is a different way to think about how we want to approach society, but that's not how we've designed it, right? It's very much a de designation of law and order. Yeah, and I agree with oh. you. I'm going to play devil's advocate for just a little bit, just because they just said this, you know, Yes, when you get put over in a traffic stop, it should, I, I agree, like, to a point, like, it shouldn't be an armed officer coming to your car. But in the offset chance, you got pulled, you pulled over El Chapo, and El Chapo about to pull the El Chopper. <laughs> I think I want my police officer armed. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, but situation. yeah, so I'm, not a, I'm just I'm saying. Shoot a lot of bullet holes through that, though, right? So, yeah. what are we pulling them over for? So, once okay. you, when you start say, looking, I know what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm, I'm with you, but I just want to play devil's advocate right here. 
Because think about this. A dude might have ran a stoplight. You know what I'm saying? And you pull him over because he ran a stoplight. This dude got like three warrants. He's like, I ain't going back to jail. I'm pulling my gun out. I don't want a police officer not being armed in that situation. Yeah, but if they, I'm not, listen, I'm not a police officer. Yeah. I have respect for those that put their lives on the line. Uh, but I think if you're about to get ambushed, yeah. you're about to get, that's the whole, that's the intent and purpose behind being ambushed. You're not prepared for it. You but don't that's why he should have coming. a gun. That's what I'm saying. He should have his gun, though. At least yeah, but he you got on one shot. Get you got time to pull a gun out. <laughs> I, I get you. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just I wonder about it. What what's yeah. the like of all the police stops that you do? How many of them are gonna be El Topo? or how many of them are yeah. gonna be Pookie? That's like I ain't going back to jail. Right, right, right. Well, I, well, I know that well, you know what else though. You know, you know what else though? I do think has contributed to to some of this though too. And I this is a this is this is a somewhat of a nod to the to the police in in one regard. And I, in the sense that, if you recall, most most traffic stops or most times you were pulled over, which this the, the, this didn't necessarily always bode well for black people either. So let me make sure I clarify that. Right. There were two officers. Yeah. As opposed to one, yeah, and 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 two officers sometimes would deter any type of foolishness because you like, oh shoot, I gotta get his back, right? I got ah, ah, I got a little too much to do here if I'm about to try to get crazy. Let me see if I can make it through this. Once again, once again, that's that's in terms of what the police probably need to to be better at their job. That would probably help them. But the flip side of that is, like I said, that didn't always necessarily go well for us no, either. You know, as about to down, about like, because he the other part. That meant, that, that. Meant a, that meant a double ass whooping. Right. I like, right. And I was going to say the flip side of that is, okay, you pull two people over, you say it would deter a person in a rational state of mind. But we all know what got cut in the 80s. Mental health, mental health options got cut. Mental health hospitals were gone. That's why it's more crazy folks out here. You know what I'm saying? So a person who in a rational, you in a rational mind, oh, it's two cops. I can't do this. A dude who's irrational, that's true, crazy. He don't give a. Oh, it's two cops. Oh, I mean, I got to shoot better. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but but I think we create these hypotheticals um, that more than likely than not are not happening. Right? These are not your typical traffic stops where individuals are going out like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde. Like, that's just not right, happening. It's a small thing, like, like, just talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, that, that's you can talk shit. That's yeah. just typically not what's happening. So, yeah, we can create all these hypotheticals where, you know, a plane is flying into a building at the same time, like camels running through it. But that don't mean <laughs> nothing, right? It's not... That's not what typically happens, right? That, typically what happens is someone's pulled over for a low-level violation, yep. and it it turns into a hostile interaction yeah, that escalates. results in that person being murdered. Yeah, okay. It escalates. And, and the funny thing yeah. is, what you just said, that is true. Because, like, Sandra Bland, we saw that pullover tape. Really? You took her to jail for that bullshit? Really? You know, and then the other part is, and, and people are like, well, he, she shouldn't have said that. Get the fuck out of here. I see white people cuss motherfucking cops out and still don't go to jail. Still get a ticket. You know what I'm saying? And it's supposed to be fairness and equality for all, but we already know that that's not true for us, you know. And that shouldn't mm-hmm. be, and this shouldn't be the case. We should not still be talking about this in 2021. 
but it's a shame that it is still prevalent. So to, to, to boomerang back, what do we think is going to happen come sentencing time for Mr. Shelton? Woo! Shit, I because, that one. Hold on. <laughs> because, because that's another, that's another thing that we, I, I, so I'm going to be honest. Do I expect for him to serve the full term of uh, what is recommended, you know, or what the max is of those counts? I, I definitely don't. I know he's a first-time offender, so those their guidelines that are set from a first-time offender uh, standpoint and perspective. But I, I guess I am so skeptical of the system that I actually expect for him to serve. I, I'm going to say it wouldn't surprise me at all if on all three counts, all three counts that he served or his, his maximum sentence was 15 years. That, that wouldn't, I mean, what I'm saying is, and not that he's going to serve all 15, but I'm just saying that wouldn't, that wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, that's some bullshit, but that's the bullshit I expected. Now, 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 if that were me and I was not a police officer at all, and I was also a first time offender, (laughs) I'd be thrown under the jail just by. Depends on your lawyer. Just, well, I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm I'm saying come sentencing just based on the color of my skin, I'm going to be looked at differently. Yeah, but there, I, I understand that, and I think judges have discretion. Um, I think they do. I, I would, I would have to look up Minnesota's information, but I think the sentencing guidelines um, should be very much so followed. The jury was decisive. There wasn't any, um, and you, and you've seen judges go wrong, right? You've seen individuals. Um, be found guilty and be sentenced to probation. You've, you've seen judges do that. And so I think that you're right. And you're, it's fair to be skeptical about it. I think that we would probably be down to about 46 states if that happened, because Minnesota gonna be gone. They're gonna blow that whole, that, that whole state <laughs> gone. And then there's gonna be a couple other ones that's gonna follow suit. Um, Oregon probably ain't gonna be able to survive because Portland popping off in a major way, mm-hmm. and so I I think you have to consider that. I think in the past we had we haven't considered the social unrest that comes with these unpopular decisions, but I don't think judges and individuals can continue to live in that space. I think you have to do and make just decisions, or there's like legitimate ramifications that happen from that. I I just I don't know. I just think they're, they're gonna blow the whole damn city up. Yeah, up. I, it's I, gonna be gone. I don't. I could be wrong on this, but if I recall correctly, when I when I looked at it, the as, as a first time offender, I think the uh, the second degree uh, murder charge carried with it, like they said, what was recommended since it was like twelve and a half. 
Yeah, years. 12 and a half years for that. For that. And, then and, I, and the judge had a little discretion there. Yeah. And then I think the other one, the other ones were were like roughly four. I don't don't quote me. I'm not saying that's accurate. Yeah, so they are. You're but, right. So the so, so you'd be manslaughter, look, yeah, it's a four year. Sentence. Yeah. So so he would be he'd be looking at 20 and a half. If he just got what was recommended, he'd be looking at 20 and a half. Basically. It's 40, it, technically. It's yeah, up but, to 40 but, but years. They might run yeah. concurrent. So 15. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so there's all these different factors to think about that, right? Um, and, and he is a first-time offender, but there's also these other aggravating factors that they may want to consider. I mean, what happened was heinous. It was a murder. Yeah. It, it was a murder in, in the worst way. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the judge's heart. And this is the work that he's there for. This is why he gets paid the money that he does to make these decisions. Um, but I, I encourage them to be very mindful about the impact of these decisions um, in a community, for sure. That's mourning, yeah. loss. And it's not just George Floyd. I mean, we've been mourning for years. Yeah. So why am so, I here? I keep hearing eight to 10 years. Count three, eight to ten years. Count yeah. four, eight to ten years, and then you like run concurrently. <laughs> so, so the woe is the woe is me, or oh my, oh my goodness, we shouldn't have treated this individual like this. Has already started because uh, Alan Dershowitz uh, said that Judge Peter Cahill didn't have the courage to dismiss the Derek Chauvin case, which I'm not shocked at at all, and. His uh, justification behind that is that he says that the judge failed to sequester the jury, and that was un that was an unconstitutional action that denied Chauvin a fair trial. Mm. Well, Mr. Dershowitz, welcome to being black. <laughs> yeah, we don't know shit. We uh, fair trial. That's the foreign fucking object. That's an oxymoron to a black man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Fair trial. Sweet. Yeah, out. I'm not even sure I understand what he's trying because the jury wasn't sequestered and therefore what? What's the what's the he's he's saying he just didn't have the courage to dismiss the case after after Maxine Waters and President Biden, you know, made made those comments that they made, whereas yeah. he thinks that the jury should not have been allowed to be, I guess, quote unquote, tainted by hearing that mm -hmm. and that that somehow uh, swayed their opinion because of public opinion. Now, I don't think you needed any public opinion to be swayed after watching the video with a man with his <laughs> hands in his pocket and his knee on somebody's neck seeming to be unconcerned totally as the individual says they can't breathe and they scream out. Mm -hmm. So. I, I don't I don't think that sequestering the jury in this particular instance would have changed anything. Because guess what? Those jurors also saw what happened prior to becoming jurors. There's no I, I, I mean, unless you literally lived under a rock, then there was no way that you didn't know about that this past summer. And I'm happy yeah, that I mean, the doctor I mean, came I, out. I'm sorry. I'm happy the doctor, that specialist, came out and said the common misconception is if a person is talking, saying that I can't breathe, the, the common misconception is that he can breathe because he's saying those words. That is a fallacy, and I'm glad he said that because 
every cop, I've been on like nine freaking juries, nine, criminal and civil. And every time I'm in a case with a police officer, they always say, well, he said he couldn't breathe. Well, if he can't, why are you talking? Every cop is under the assumption that if you can muster up the words, I can't breathe, then that means you're breathing. And that doctor, that specialist, finally put that fallacy to rest. Thank God. Yeah, yeah and he said, yeah, he was very clear about it. He said, you may be able to breathe, but it may not be adequate. Exactly. And it may not, yeah, and it may not be enough to sustain what you need in terms of oxygen. Right. And so, and that's not that, I mean, we heard that we had all, everybody had an I Can't Breathe shirt when Eric Gardner died. Right. Right. It was very much this thing is that they can't breathe until they can no longer breathe. Right. right. They're struggling through that aspect. But I think you'll see people come out. I mean, you, you got the infamous, notorious Candace Owens, who has decided that this, no that this was mob justice, right? And um, this was them placating to the, to the democratic ideals. And, and it's just like, I saw the video. I would like to think that she saw the video and she's speaking from a point of, of understanding and privilege of having seen the video. And I just wonder how these individuals interpret this in a, in a way in which it doesn't result in accountability. It's very interesting to me. But she is also a clown, so... Right, that's what I said. I'm I not mean, even giving her props. I ain't mentioning that broad name. Candace Owens is a fucking joke. So, yeah. I mean, now, to in, in this regard, I don't know if you all guys heard about this, too. Did you all hear about uh, Mark Davis? The racist we're talking about. Oh, yeah, I, I can't the okay. okay, all right. But in this, this particular instance, this is this is a case where... Somebody thought that they were doing something good, and they didn't realize they do they didn't do their full research. Right. So, but then so you heard he put, said though, I'm not taking it down. Well, no, I, but I but I get why he said he's not taking it down. I actually understand that. He mm-hmm. he. So so he said, I I, I can breathe. Deirdre, just in case I'm not sure you wear. No, I got you. No, I know. Okay. Which which yeah which 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 was an up which was an uproar. But he said he said that hey. I, I, I made that statement because of what George Floyd's brother said. Yeah, because he was saying which today, today we're, able to we're able to breathe again. Right. Yeah. So so I, I understand it, it didn't come off right, but that's what he meant by it. So I can understand him saying, no, I'm not he, taking it but down. I'm tired of tone deaf people because they, don't get me wrong. I understand what he meant. Like you said, what he said he meant is what he said he meant. I don't know him, so I'm going to say, he probably did mean the best intentions, but the tone deafness got to stop. Well, I mean, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I, don't, I don't feel like this one is tone deaf, though, Freeze. I, I feel like this was. I can breathe. Everyone, everyone knows that the cops used to wear that shirt. I can breathe. They make that shirt outside of. But Eric but Gardner, if, I can't breathe. But if, but if, but if, but if his brother says right after the verdict today today i can breathe again so i so i guess what i'm saying is this is not this is not the typical situation so i wouldn't take i wouldn't take it down either because taking it down then implies that i really did like intended in a in a way that i didn't leaving it up says hey that's not how i intended it if you intended if you took it that way i really do apologize but this is why i said what i said but did he say that Yeah. yeah, he did. He clarified what he yeah. said. He said he felt like Polonis' statements were very powerful statements and saying today we were able to breathe again. 
And he thought those were, those were powerful statements. And he all he said, we all feel like we can breathe again because we felt like justice was served. But I think what this shows is this mob mentality and how people don't oftentimes take time to find out more information. They just make quick decisions. And now it's, it's all these things are happening, right? It makes me think about when Beyonce came out with Lemonade and there was this whole rumor about that, you know, Rachel Roy was sleeping with Jay-Z and then all yeah, of a sudden good. everybody starts attacking Rachel Ray. She's like, wait a minute, I bake cakes, right? right? She's <laughs> like, I, I cook pie. Right. And, but we, nobody took the time, right? We just got on and it was like, boom, we, mob justice. Nobody takes the time to ask questions and find out anything in these 24-hour news cycles where all this false information is circulating. Yeah, I, I wasn't taking it down either. Like I said, but that's not the same, though. My, the same is he would be in tone deaf if he act like he, like I said, I understand he was coming from a good place. So if I defended you, uh, owner Davis, you still my dog. Anyway, but... He ain't, trying to, he, he ain't trying to hear that shit. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I don't Carry on. He, he ain't gonna make me, what he eats ain't gonna make me shit. So anyway, what I'm saying is it's still the tone deafness of that statement. As a, you know, it's like it's like you know, I, I can't in light of a better word, it's like it's like him saying the n-word in a rap song. Uh, what but, but, but that's it. not, but that's absolutely no. not what he did. No, I understand. I, what yeah. I'm saying, what I'm saying is the tone deafness. I can't, I can't breathe. Every African American knows that that's what the cops did. That the police was wearing those shirts after Eric Gardner's shirts, and I think that was wrong. So I think that he should have dated before he put that tweet out. He should have thought, you know what? I don't think I should put that particular statement out. That's just. But see, I see. I don't, I don't agree though. If, if 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 his brother literally had just said that. Then I Wait, hold on, here's the that. thing. That's, I it. that's take what he's that saying that. to us. Does, did, now I'm saying, do we really know that's what he's saying, though? I mean, do we really yeah, know that? Yes. Yes. We yes. really know if that's how he felt when he put that statement out. We don't know that. We don't know the intention of, of Mark Davis when he did it. We don't know okay. the intentions. But all we have is his statement. We, 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 we're not gonna, we don't have a lot of people's intent. We just know right. their yeah. impact. We just know the deafness of that makes it seem, like I said, that was that was blatantly, like I said, you know, and that's the thing. I think because, like I said, that's the privilege work coming out because he doesn't have to think about the impact of what he's going to put out here. We is No, nah, let me be clear. I think anybody that tiptoe into that Twitter world yeah. has to think about every however many characters Twitter give you right now because the cancel culture in the Twitter world is unbelievable. And yeah, I don't need to play in that space. <laughs> yeah, I quit. think, Ed, you got to think about that. Very, but but, but very free, freeze what you what you were referring to i see i i think if you're talking about so if i'm sitting next to my <laughs> if i'm sitting next to my white friend in high school and i'm rapping a week the song comes on and i'm rapping the song and i'm saying in 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 and right in front of him and then he gets ready to the same song come on he start rapping the song and he say it too well guess what I made him think that that's okay. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. You didn't no, say. You didn't. you didn't give him permission to do it. No, you didn't. Okay. You no, you didn't. Yeah. All right. No, you didn't. I'm just saying. You didn't give him permission for that. So you let me get this straight. You now, if you check them, you check them right then, he ain't gonna do that shit no more. But I'm saying it's you. No, you didn't. You're right. You <laughs> shouldn't do it either. 
No, I had, I've had this conversation. I had this conversation with with. So okay, well maybe, let me let me give you a different. one. How about that? Let's 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 let's. Well, do we let's agree take, that that one wasn't take, a good one? Right. Maybe that's not. <laughs> maybe that's I not mean, the we, best. I mean, you can you can give us a maybe different that's not the best. You agree that's that not that the one wasn't a good one? Oh man, ain't that some shit? You gonna force me into agreeing that it wasn't a good one? I said, I said, what the good one? Best example. Admit, okay. submit. No, I ain't admitting shit. Just like we say, talk this. I ain't admitting shit. Anyway, anyway, let me let me use this one. If if I'm calling you that, how about that? Negative. If I'm calling, say negative. What? Negative. Chris Rock has a skit. And I encourage all the listeners to go listen to when a non-black person can say the N-word. No, 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 no. No, you didn't hear what I'm saying. If I'm referring to you, if you are indeed my friend, and every time I talk to you, I call you my N, right? If I yeah. say, what's up, my, what's up, my, you what's gave up my the word nigga G? I mean, kind of a little bit. Did, that's a whole other story. Kind of look, I said a little bit, but I'm just saying, if I'm saying that directly to you, mm -hmm. right, and then you say it back to me because I've been calling you that, then I have, I, I'm not telling you it's still right for them to use it, but I've made you feel as if it is okay. Absolutely not. I vehemently disagree. Okay, that's what, the that's good. We're going to both disagree. Yeah, the, use of the, the use of the N word is a one-way street. There is no, there is okay. no scenario in which the use of the N-word becomes a three-lane highway that everybody gets to ride now. It That's, just doesn't work that way. It, it's not supposed to, but we see it differently. We Talk see it differently. We, no, because we see we we see it differently because we are of a different age and generation. I'm talking. I'm telling you. I saw. I saw in the gym, and I had to stop them. I saw two black kids. They had a he, he wasn't he wasn't African American. Uh, he was he was Arabic, and they kept being like, "Yeah, yo, my nigga, yeah, my nigga, blah 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 blah." That's that's to him, and then he said it back to them. I went over and I said, "Hey, look, first of all, you don't have no business saying that." Cause you're gonna walk out and you're gonna say that outside to somebody who you might think who might be a friend of yours and somebody else gonna hear it and they're gonna kick your motherfucking ass. I was like, so you need to stop it. I was like, but secondly, you all as his friends shouldn't be using it at him either, because that's making him think that it's okay to use it. Like if y'all calling him that and you all are African American and then he's saying it back to y'all and y'all don't have no issue with it, then everybody think it's fine. It's not fine, but I've given you the premise or the idea that it's okay. So I'm not telling you that I think it's okay. I'm telling you that that's what that's what happens. Now you can totally disagree, but I I don't think that's the case in my opinion. No, I'm not totally disagreeing. I'm vehemently disagreeing. Um, <laughs> and, and what, vehemently, and what, go ahead. And what, and what you experienced in the gym was just a, a failure of parenting. That doesn't change. That's just a no. failure of parenting. That doesn't change the expectations around the word. And we can have a whole conversation about, you know, whether or not the word should be said and, and the connotations associated with it. But it's unquestionable about who can say the word. Yeah. Unquestionable. Agreed. I, 
That's not that's not what I'm that's not the point I'm arguing. I didn't that's say the shit you I, talking though. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's the shit so you talking. No, you need to pay attention to the shit I'm talking. I didn't say who could say the word. I'm saying that you make people think that it's okay to say it. Now, I didn't say How that. Did you know rules. that? Did you take a poll? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I walked around the whole fucking gym. I took a straw poll. I said, pick the straw. Tell me what y'all think. Take a straw poll? Oh, man. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rhea, I, I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I vehemently disagree. But what do you think the, the, the post-George Floyd world, um, as we come to a close on our inaugural pod, podcast, what do you think the post-George Floyd world looks like for Black folks? Shit. Same way it looked before with George Floyd. It just, people are more understanding, but it's still going to be the don't, I'm, I'm not trying to be a pessimistic person, but I really believe it. Okay, this is one. I, we got one win now. Next, let's see what's going to happen in the next trial. You know what I'm saying? We got, what's my man named? In Minneapolis got shot after he supposedly threw his weapon away. The, what's his name? The, the Dante, oh, you talking about Dante Wright? Dante Wright. We about to have that case come up pretty soon. I don't think, I, I think the only difference is that, that guy probably going to be found not guilty. That's just me. I don't oh, think. You mean the lady? The lady, yeah, the lady. So I don't think let, let the one ask, case has changed anything. I don't really believe that. Well, let, I, me, ask, let me ask you this though: Do you think? Uh, do you think that policing will look different? Not yet, because hmm. no one, no one nationally, no national police chief or uh, or or head of police commissioner has said anything about changing their ways or whatnot. Or changing how the different policing is. You haven't heard one national police officer saying, hey, we've looked at this video and we've determined it. You know, the way we've been policing black people is a little bit wrong, is a little bit, you know, is a little bit racist. So we're going to change our ways. No one has said that. No cop is going to say that. No police chief, no commissioner, no one's going to say that. I'm just saying. Prove me wrong. Well, I don't know. I, I, I think I wonder about the role that other individuals play, right? The police commissioners and police chiefs typically serve at the will and, uh, of someone else, whether it's voters, whether mm -hmm. it's mayors, whether it's some other governing body. Mm -hmm. And so not oftentimes are they, you know, the sheriff, the mayor, and the executioner. Um, mm -hmm. You don't often see that. So there is some accountability to say this is what we want to see in 21st or whatever century we're in policing. So I just wonder, do you think, is there any hope that you'll see some, some things change from this? Um, I don't know. We have to wait and see. I mean, I, mean, I, have, I have hope, but <laughs> hope, hope is one thing. Yeah, I, I have hope that things will change, whether or not they actually do. Is a whole nother story from a from a policing perspective, kind of to piggyback on Freeze's point. We we've had heard a lot of talking heads talk about how things need to change, but we haven't actually ha had a lot of the organizations that are in charge of changing the way police police say say something. We've had individual, you know, officers or law enforcement personnel say something, but as an overall whole, we have it. So hopefully it does. That's why I said I have hope. Do I expect it to? No. So 
in that regard, then as as they say in church, I must continue to govern myself accordingly. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. I like you said, I like I said before, do I think it's going to change? No, not really. Because the thing is, the fact that we still have this conversation in 2021, the fact that cameras are everywhere, I don't think they're gonna change because they haven't changed yet. They haven't changed yet. <laughs> you know, they should. There should be some type of reform going on with the police departments across the country, but it hasn't even been discussed. It's not been discussed. It's not being any, no one has an agenda like, you know what, police should do this, 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 and this. No one has a, you know, an agenda. No one's a Martin Luther of these years and going out and saying, tapping on the, the police, uh, police department's door, tapping on their edicts. No one is doing that. And no one is holding them accountable. I'm, like I said, well, you have the whole, it, they, but it's not going to happen. The, the, you have the George Floyd policing law that they want to pass. What? What's your key word you said in there? I, I want, the operative word is war, but want, somebody exactly. drafted want to legislation pass. for want sure. To pass. Yeah, and just like Martin Luther King holiday, that mother was in the office for like ten years before it got passed. I believe and, that's going to be the same thing. And some states still don't observe it. Yeah, exactly. And like, and like you said, how racist, like Chris Rock said, how racist you got to be to not want a paid day off? <laughs> how racist you got to be a paid day off, nigga? Really? Uh, what the fuck? No, I would have worked that day. Fuck him. What? <laughs> it can, like, like Chris Rock said, it could be David Duke's birthday. If I'm getting paid to stay at home, I'm getting paid to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no sense, y'all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the <Dubai. laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I I do know that the um George Floyd Justice and I think it's called the Justice and Policing Act. I think it passed in the House, and so they need the Senate needs to take it up and and look at it. But it it deals with a lot of the you know it deals with the chokehold issue. I think it also, which we can have a whole another conversation. It deals with no not warrant. Um. Which really benefits all our doughboys. Um, it talks about a lot of sorry. Know, other. <laughs> sorry, I'm just putting the plug in for him. You you do want no not want to be a thing. Yes. Um, but I mean, there's there's just other things that happen, and so I think this is the first time we've seen legislation spawn out of something that was so evil and dehumanizing that we might be able to put something in law, right? Because when you think about all the advances that we've made as Black people, it's mm-hmm. happened through the court. It's happened through law. True. And, and so whether it's, whether it's voting, whether it's housing, all of these things are, are acts that have gotten passed through litigation and, and, and pronouncements by government. And so this be a could be one Nancy. of those things too. I mean, negative Nancy, you're right. But guess what? And they, shoot, they revoked the damn voting law. You know, every law that they passed, they revoked them shits. We supposed to have a 40 acres and a muser. No, 40 acres and a mule. I, I was going to say, I was going to say 40 acres and a muser. I yeah, don't even know yeah. that is. That's the vodka, so my bad for saying. Yeah, you might have to <laughs> sit that. Hey, don't talk that shit no more. Sit that shit down. <laughs> but we supposed to have our 40 acres and a mule, but they rescinded that law. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that they don't rescind laws to... Every time we figure out a way to live within that need, they figure out another way to put the law to change it to like you know to and not in our benefit. You know what I'm saying? 
But yo, I ain't gonna front. Y'all heard that dog barking? That's the DMX bark right there. Because we have we come to the end of our show in an hour, people. Our very first podcast. How y'all feeling about it? Hey, I think you can see Dandridge and I will be very combative. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listen. I'm just here for the cookies. So yeah. um, that that's my sole purpose in life to show up for the cookies and don't take nothing too seriously. Nah, nah. got love for my peach. Y'all know that. I'm gonna say whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we. We know 40 acres in amuser. <laughs> 40 acres in amuser. Oh, uh, but but no, hey, but I, I will say this to, to the listening, uh, listening audience, as you can see, sometimes we may we may stray a little bit because we get a little uh, a little passionate about what we talk about. We might get a little off topic, but we usually we usually bring it right on back home. And uh, you know, as Free said. Glad everybody could, was able was able to tune in for our inaugural edition. It's only going to get better from here. So keep listening because uh, we're going to be talking that shit. Yes, indeed. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media. Um, what, like I said, at Talk That Shit with three H's, IT, at Instagram and Twitter. And we have a Facebook play, page as well. Talk That Shit with three H's now, not Talk that shit in one H, three H's. And we're like, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, please follow us. You catch a breath of what's going on and everything. And if y'all got topics you want to suggest, please send them to us. Our email address, the same thing. Talk that shit, three H's at gmail.com. Yo, Dandra G-Con, man. This was my, my pleasure to do this. I'm so happy we got to get it on. And we can at no place else to go but up from here. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be good. You for sure. So yes, usually see y'all later. And let's see. Well, we ain't coming in right now. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I might go get me some lemon pepper wings. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might cook me some lemon pepper wings. <laughs> yeah. Talk that shit.